What's up, mi gente? Bienvenidas, reinas. Welcome, queens. If we got any kings tuning in, I appreciate your support. Y si tenemos algunos reyes escuchando, gracias por estar conmigo el día de hoy. Los aprecio un montón. So, first, before we get into the episode, I kind of wanted to just thank everyone for all the love and support you guys have been showing me. Um, all of the messages, the phone calls, the texts, the DMs, all of that, the comments. Um, I wasn't expecting the first episode to get that much love, so I appreciate you guys for tuning in all the way through the entire episode and giving me the feedback that you guys have. So um, it really was super encouraging to me, and a lot of you said that I encouraged you guys on the first episode and that you guys felt inspired and motivated, and you guys have no idea how much your comments and your messages inspired and motivated me to continue doing Letters to My Daughters. So anyway, let's get to it. Welcome back to Letters to My Daughters. I'm your host, Claudia. And so for today's episode, I was supposed to have a special guest come through. She actually had gone through a similar situation. She has a loved one that's incarcerated as well. However, a family emergency did come up. So unfortunately, we're not gonna be able to get her perspective on this, but that's totally okay because I'm here and I'm going to get you guys a second episode. So anyway, once, first and foremost, having a loved one incarcerated, whether it's a spouse, a brother, a sister, a cousin, whatever it may be, is really, really difficult. Not only for the person doing time, but it feels like the family is doing time as well. So, I mean, it's something that strains your relationships. It strains you financially it just strains you in so many different ways so it's it's really difficult not only for the person doing time but for the entire family itself so anyway um once tony uh got detained and he was going through the process of getting into the facility he needed to be at he was in colorado for a little bit about through a couple of days before I left to come to Columbia, South Carolina, he pretty much, um, they, they went ahead and took him. I hadn't heard from him in about a couple of days. I started panicking. You know, my husband being a black man in America and all of the stories that we hear about, you know, people dying while being detained. I mean, I was thinking the worst, okay? Like, I let my imagination run wild and I thought oh my gosh like why hasn't he called me why hasn't anybody told me where he's at has he made it there yet what's taking so long so um I started googling I mean I'm if you know me I'm somebody who doesn't like to stay idle when something is going on I have to be proactive I need to be out there doing something I don't like to sit still it's probably because of my anxiety, I'm not sure, but I'm always trying to do anything that I possibly can, you know, so, and then I felt like I just needed to make sure that he was okay. If I knew he was okay, then I would feel a lot better, so I started Googling, trying to find this facility, and it was super pointless, like, the number that they had on there, they were just like, I don't know who you're talking about, we don't have any record of this person, and blah, 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 so I was starting to panic, I was like, I'm never gonna hear from him again, like, what's going on right now, so, um, anyway, I started researching, I mean, this took me a couple of days, like, I was putting his information in like those where you can like search for like inmates and things like that I was putting his information in there 
nobody was coming back like the people that popped up weren't him um out of the pictures and they were in different facilities so i was really freaking out so then i don't know how i got there and i honestly guys i don't remember the website name but i got onto this page and this page was really crazy because they had all the facilities in the united states on there and when you click on it when you click on the facility that or the state that you want to go to and then it goes into like the different cities and then the facilities in the cities and whatever right so i found the city where um he was going to be at and i found i realized there was two different facilities within that city within within that area right so i i mean i didn't know which one he was at like how was i supposed to know so i went into the thread and I noticed that the last person that actually was on that thread was probably in 2015 or so. And at the time, it was 2017. So I was like, I have a very slim chance of anyone getting back to me. But I was desperate. I was panicking. And so I just went ahead and wrote a message and said, hopefully somebody gets back to me on this. So... I uh, wrote my message, probably, I'm not sure if it was a day later or a couple of hours, um, this lady, she wrote me back, and she, and I was like, and I was, <laughs> you guys have no idea, I was so happy, I was so excited, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna find him, I know it, so I started asking her a whole bunch of questions, like, do you know the phone number I can reach somebody, I haven't heard from my husband in this amount of time, what do I need to do, how, how can I get into communication with him, so she started explaining to me the entire process, it was probably going to be a week before he got back to me, um, because he has to put my my number in there my information and they have to approve it it has to be a number that's approved for him to be able to call and all of this other stuff and so um she got me in contact with a person within the facility that was going to be able to at least verify to me whether or not he's actually there so i called the number i talked to them they told me he made it safely i was so relieved and he said that um he noticed that my number he that he can go ahead and get my number approved asap so that way he can give me a call then he gave me the phone number of the company that um pretty much makes the phone calls and stuff so that way i can add money to my phone number and he can call and there won't be any like setbacks or anything like that and i won't you know he could just call and the call will come through so um i went ahead and set all of that up and this lady that i uh, met on this thread she actually introduced me to a group of family members because not all of them were just why i mean the majority of them were women with um their husbands being incarcerated and stuff but there were also fathers and mothers there as well so this group was so helpful i mean Honestly, they really got me through a really, really, really tough time. And it was just because I just wasn't familiar with the process. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know how to feel. I mean, I was really, really confused. And and it was really bad because like almost everybody that I knew, my family, my closest friends, had never been in a situation like this. So no one could give me any advice. No one could give me any words of encouragement or they didn't know what to tell me to make me feel better. Whereas in this group, they were super real about it. I mean, there were women in there that, you know, had to get onto antidepressants and they were going through a rough time and they kept it real. And it was one of those things where 
I needed that type of support, you know? There was women sometimes that, or even even the fathers and stuff, would go on to, um, they would post in the group and they would be like, you know what, today was a really, really tough day and things like that. So it was, it was really, it was really helpful and they really helped me figure out what the process was. They actually got me in contact with an organization. It's a, um, it's an amazing nonprofit organization that's there specifically to save our heroes. They're actually called save our heroes. I'll make sure to add the link on there. And, um, they pretty much are there for people who are wrongfully accused of whatever crime and it's specifically vets that are incarcerated in military prisons and things of that nature so they have a list of preferred attorneys they have um the process that goes on what a family is going to be facing while having their loved one incarcerated i mean they had so much information on this website and it really really helped me understand the process it helped me be prepared for the things that were going in the future I mean I looked up clemency I looked up what I needed for him to be able to get parole I looked up so many different things like the laws like what can I do to to get make this process faster I actually found his attorney on that website um, because of his track record the reviews that that they got from him and not only that but he was also preferred their preferred attorney one of their preferred attorneys so I got in contact with him I hired him on for um, for my husband's situation and let me tell you guys it was it was super I mean in the beginning of all of this I spent so much money so so much money on phone calls i spent so much money on travel because i did have to go to his parole hearing i spent a lot of money on attorney fees attorney fees let me tell y'all is not cheap okay and they need to get paid so i had to make those payments i um anything that he asked for if he asked me for books or if he needed me to send him money i mean i did whatever it is that he wanted to I don't know if you guys have heard of survivor's remorse, but it's really real. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, thankfully, he's still alive and kicking. But I did have that kind of, I just felt really, really bad that he was in the situation that he was in. So I did everything in my power to make sure that he was comfortable, that he was happy, that that I could help in any any type of way, right? However... It was really putting a strain on me financially. Now, I was already in a bad situation. I mean, I wasn't left in the most, in the, in the best situation ever. We, we had already a small amount of money that we that was saved, if we, we can even consider it saving that type of that money. So um, it was it was really rough. Like, I mean, really, really rough. I was spending like over $500 a month on phone calls because I just allowed him to call me whenever he wanted to. And then I realized, you know what? I kind of I kind of need to stop doing this because if not, I'm going to always be in the same place that I'm in. And I can't like I can't do that to my girls. Like my girls just deserve the world and they deserve so much more. And I felt a in a way a little bit selfish for putting everything putting him a priority and not 
my future and the future with, of the girls and things like that. So I had to really put my foot down. I had to, you know, not answer so many calls. I had to really explain to him, hey, listen, I I can't keep doing this all the time. It's it's hurting us financially. And I hope that you understand. And at first, it was really, really difficult for him. This whole situation was difficult for him because he's always been somebody who needs to be in control. He doesn't depend on anybody or anything. He's always usually the problem solver. And so this was really hard for him because now he had to depend on me. He um, had no control over what was going on, you know, at home or in his surroundings, he had to, you know, he had to like really watch his attitude and all of that. So it was really, it was really difficult for him because now he had to answer to people that were younger than him, that were a lower rank than him in the military. And so it was really, it was really tough for him. And for me being on the outside, even though I had my freedom and everything, it was tough. I had to be adjusted to making sure that I was the problem solver. I couldn't call him whenever a situation happened and be like, what do I do? You know, I had to think on my toes and I had to solve the issues. I I didn't have time to wait for him to call me to like get issues resolved and things of that nature. So I had to really step up, step to the plate. And that was um that was really that was different for me because it wasn't something that I was used to doing. And so other than that, I had to make sure he really helped me out a lot with the girls. So whenever, especially because when we were in Colorado, I worked a lot, like full time, sometimes 12 hours a day. And my my job was really, really strict as to the time off that I could take and the time off that I couldn't take. So um, if the girls were sick or if an emergency happened, he was always the one going to get them because I worked so much. So uh, now I didn't have that. Now, I mean, I had to figure it out. Like if the girls needed something, I mean, I didn't have somebody I could tag team in. I mean, I did have my mom and everything, but I'm the type of person that like I try not to take advantage or try not to like put too much of my stuff on people or and I don't like to talk about my issues. I don't like to talk about what's going on in here and um, I don't give information out freely. That's just the person that I am. And so it, it was it was really hard. It was really hard. Um, but then I got adjusted to it. And once I got adjusted to it and I got comfortable, once I accepted, that's actually the best word. Once I accepted my situation, I mean, there was nothing that I couldn't do, you know? So um, this, when it comes to his and I relationship, it really did put a strain on it um, in a lot of different ways. I mean, we were already not a perfect relationship. We were already in in kind of a shaky place before everything happened. So it just kind of made things a little bit more shakier. Uh, however, there were things that, you know, now he's realized a lot of things about our relationship. And hopefully, you know, when he gets back, he's going to be a better person. And I know that this has made me a stronger and better person myself. Um, so I don't know what the future holds, but this is where I'm at right now. This is my story. And I mean, I'm cool with whatever comes my way. I really am because I know that everything is going to be fine. This didn't break me. I'm still alive and kicking. This didn't kill me. And so I know that whatever comes my way from this moment forward, I got this. I got it taken care of. God got this. So, um, yeah, 
that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned for next week's episode and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.